1110-993. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It's the Pete Callender Show. I'm the Pete Callender of the show. The phone numbers are 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. So um, in the last uh, uh, two hours of the show, we've been going over the big omnibus, uh, bee-killing, salmon-saving uh, uh, omnibus bill and the spending bill that's probably going to get rammed through with all of the pork barrel projects and earmarks and such. Uh, then in the last hour, uh, we moved on to uh, the FBI. It turns out uh, subpoenaed and began monitoring all of the communications between uh, the two investigators on the House Intelligence Committee back in 2017. Why is this important? Well, they just found out, the investigators just found out about it because the uh, five-year time period has uh, expired, and so Google alerted them that, hey, law enforcement looked at your stuff. It's been five years. They looked at your stuff five years ago. So you backtrack. Oh, wow, five years ago, what was happening? Oh, these two investigators had just started their probe into whether or not the Trump-Russia collusion story was a hoax. Spoiler alert, it was. They had just been alerted to it. Devin Nunes went down to you know the White House and told Trump, hey, th- they're setting you up. And which then, by the way, prompts all of the, uh, the reactions from Trump. And this is the you know, deep state and all of this stuff. And this is why people thought, oh, my God, he's a raving lunatic. Because it sounds unbelievable, right? It sounds unbelievable. There were people, think about this. There's probably about half of the country right now that still believes that Trump got into office with the help of Vladimir Putin, that he's some sort of, he's a, he's either a puppet or he's an asset or he's compromised or whatever. I mean, the polling shows that Democrats, I mean, it's about, uh, the last time I saw the numbers were somewhere in the neighborhood of about 60% believe that Russia gave him that election. But, you know, maybe over time, fewer people still believe that to be the case. Um, and so the FBI goes after them. We found out earlier in the week that the FBI has been censoring people on social media. Twitter is the one that we have the evidence for, but it's also likely that they're doing it on Facebook and YouTube, Amazon, Google, like all of the big tech companies. Why wouldn't they, right? Why would they just be focusing on Twitter? So of course they're on these other out, uh, 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 or working with these other big tech companies. So they've been censoring people. What else? Uh, they set up the the narrative about the Hunter Biden laptop story being a part of a Russian disinformation campaign, a hack and leak strategy, a hack and leak strategy. Um, what is this special report? Uh, oh, Zelensky at the White House. OK, thank you. That's OK. I mean, everybody else is getting a handout at the White House today, so why not, or in Capitol Hill, I should say. Um, so, all right, so you have all of this stuff going on, and we've just uh, gone through, and then you have the FBI censoring. Uh, you have them planting the uh, the seeds to make the media not cover the Hunter Biden laptop story, even though they knew that the story was true. So all of this means what? They are protecting, whether it's specifically targeted Joe Biden, or they are protecting a system or a structure in place that... Trump jeopardized, or maybe 
they just don't like Trump. They just find him icky. They maybe Trump broke their brains too. I don't know. I don't have a motive for this stuff. I can make. I mean, I just laid out a couple of them. Right? There may be way more motives than that. There are a lot of people involved, right? So all of that got them $11.3 billion in the uh, omnibus. It's a solid thank you from the Democrats to the FBI, you know, for, for taking apart Donald Trump for the last seven years. Good job. And while the FBI was doing this stuff and while the FBI had moved 80 agents off of, you know, things like catching child trafficking and uh, or, or traffickers or uh, going after people for, you know, I, I, I don't know, violations of gun laws and stuff, right? Instead of doing that, they, they send them off to, to flag people making jokes on, on Twitter and, and get them banned. They also, yeah, there was also this. this. This you might call a red flag, maybe. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Maybe. Here we go. AP reports out of Colorado Springs, a judge dismissed the 2021 kidnapping case against the Colorado gay nightclub shooter, even though she had previously raised concerns about the defendant stockpiling weapons and explosives and planning a shootout. Is that a red flag? I don't know. That guy. Yeah, he... Just because he's stockpiling the weapons and planning a shootout doesn't mean he's going to use the weapons in a shootout. Come on, people. Court transcripts obtained by the Associated Press show relatives, including the grandparents, had claimed to have been kidnapped. They'd also told the judge, in this case, Robin Chittum. I'm going to pronounce that C-H as a hard C-H, as a ch, ch sound. Not like a Chicago, kind of a soft, shh, I'm not going to do that. The name is Chittum. Robin Chittum. And they said they had been kidnapped, the grandparents said. And they said that their uh, grandson, who I will not name, struggles with mental illness. They said this at a hearing at which the judge said that the uh, shooter needed treatment or, quote, it's going to be so bad. Red flag? Red flag. Kind of? Maybe? A little bit? Not sure? Okay. No mention was made during a hearing this July of the suspect's violent behavior or the status of any mental health treatment. And Judge Chittum, who had received a letter late last year from relatives of the shooter's grandparents, warning the suspect was certain to commit murder if freed, do you get that? The relatives sent a letter to the judge. This person that, to whom we are related is going to kill somebody if you let them out. But the judge, Shittam, granted a defense attorney's motion to dismiss the case as a trial deadline loomed and the grandparents had stopped cooperating. Why? Why did the grandparents stop cooperating? There's, a, there's a, an answer in this story. So the revelation that the judge, Chittum, regarded the defendant as a potentially serious threat adds to the advance warnings that authorities are known to have had about increasingly violent behavior and 
It raises more questions about whether the recent mass shooting at Club Q in Colorado Springs could have been prevented. Five people were killed, 17 wounded in the attack on November 19th. This maniac was charged with 305 criminal counts, including hate crimes and murder. His public defender has declined to talk about the case and investigators have not released a motive. The judge's comments had been under seal. And remember, there was a, this, so this is the shooting uh, proceeding that's going on. And we learned very early on that there was this other case, this kidnapping case. And that had been put under court seal. But that got lifted at the request of prosecutors and news organizations, including the Associated Press. The assistant for the judge said the judge is not going to comment. So what did Judge Chittam say in the August 21st hearing about the kidnapping? What did she say? Quote, you clearly have been planning for something else. She told the defendant during the August 2021 hearing after the defendant testified about an affinity for shooting firearms and a history of mental health problems. Anybody see the problem here? I really love shooting guns, but I've got a history of serious mental health problems. See the problem? Yeah, that should have that should have set off. That should have tripped the wires. The judge said, quote, it didn't have to do with your grandma and grandpa. It was saving all these firearms and trying to make this bomb and making statements about other people being involved in some sort of shootout and a huge thing. And then that's kind of what it turned into, the judge said. The shooter's defense lawyers say that the shooter is non-binary and uses they them pronouns, which I will not use. The shooter spoke to the judge in court that day about repeated abuse as a young child by his father, and long-time struggles with severe post-traumatic stress disorder and bipolar disorder. And then, of course, the AP has to point out that the vast majority of people with mental illnesses are not violent. Studies show, and experts say, most people who are violent do not have mental illnesses. Additionally, non-binary people and advocates warn against making assumptions about people with non-traditional gender identities. Thanks, AP. I'm an idiot. I'm just going to assume this about everybody. When the shooter's grandparents made plans to move to Florida, the suspect became despondent, started drinking liquor more regularly, and smoking heroin. Which I don't think you're allowed to do if you own the guns. Not allowed to do the heroin. Uh, Yeah. I may be unclear about what Colorado law is, but I know, like, as a concealed handgun permit holder, I'm not allowed to do heroin. Just saying. Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. A reminder, the Light the Nights Festival going on in Uptown Charlotte at Truist Field, home of the Charlotte Knights. They got snow tubing. It's a six-lane wide, 150-foot long hill. They got an ice skating rink. 
It's regulation size, so they're going to play hockey games there. They're going to do some tournaments. they got figure skating and more. It is the only regulation size outdoor hockey rink in Uptown. Just a heads up on that. Also, you could check out Santa Claus. You can talk to him, I think. I think he might be interested in giving you some toys or something. Also, shopping, Christmas trees, holiday treats, live entertainment, light shows, and again with the, the snow tubing and the ice skating. It's all at Light the Nights Festival now through January 6th at Truist Field in Uptown Charlotte. All right, so going over the details from uh, the Colorado shooter. This was the, the gay nightclub shooter who um, now is now says that he's non-binary and the LGBTQ plus 2IAA whatever. By the way, did you see that? You know the flag, the gay flag, or sorry, the LGBTQI2 plus AA whatever, the flag that they came up with. Remember, it was just used to be the rainbow flag. And then they added in like that triangle part on the left side, like an arrow side or something. And then they added like pink and black and brown and all these different colors because the rainbow, all the colors of the rainbow which are literally all the colors of the rainbow, but the, the, the that did not represent all of the LGBTQIA2 plus A uh, people. So they added that triangle part. Apparently now they've stuck an umbrella in it. I'm not kidding. There's an umbrella. It's a red umbrella that kind of is tucked behind the triangle part or the, the, the right, what would you call that thing? It's a right arrow pointing to the, anyway, is that chevron or those point down? Anyway, the umbrella, it's a it's the outline of an umbrella, but it's solid and it's red and it's behind that it's behind that pointy thing. And that's supposed to represent the sex workers who I did not know were part of the LGBTQIA2 plus community. Did you know that? Sex workers are? Apparently they are. So now they're on the flag too. Anyway, the guy who went in. And shot up the club. Got tackled, remember? Tackled by the, the couple of the patrons who beat the snot out of him. Saved a whole bunch of lives. Heroes them all. Um, and they said that, you know, this is targeted because he was a right winger. He's anti-drag uh, uh, drag queen shows and all of that. And then he comes out and says he's non-binary. And then the community's like, oh, he's just, you know, he's trolling us. He He's not. He's lying. Right? So that's the background. But remember, it it came out shortly after that this guy had held his parents essentially hostage. He was kidnapping them. He had SWAT called on him because he had bombs and he had uh, weapons and he was threatening to do mass murder and he he had kidnapped his grandparents. But then they they stopped cooperating. Why? When the grandparents made plans to move to Florida, the suspect became despondent. Leading up to the 2021 confrontation with authorities, he started drinking liquor regularly uh, and smoking heroin, dropped out of school, quit working. The charges in that case against him, who had, he had stockpiled explosives, uh, spoke of plans to become the next mass killer, that's a quote, before engaging in an armed standoff with SWAT teams. All of these charges were tossed during a four-minute hearing in July, where the prosecution didn't even argue to keep the case active. The prosecution was the responsibility solely of the DA, according to Ian Farrell, associate professor at the University of Denver, Stern College of Law. He he noted that judges like Judge Chittum have no power to force charges. Quote, 
since a deadline for pro, uh, for uh, proceeding with the case, with the trial, was coming up and the prosecution clearly was not ready to proceed, the trial judge had no choice but to dismiss the case. Judges can appoint special prosecutors in extreme situations, like uh, if the uh, decision not to prosecute is done in bad faith. But the 2021 case did not appear to rise to that. It was because the witnesses in the case were unavailable. All of this ties into the FBI. How, Pete? How? Tell us. Glad you asked. So the shooter live streamed on Facebook that confrontation with the SWAT team. The FBI had received a tip on this guy a day before the threat, but closed out the case. Weeks later, no federal charges filed. They were alerted before the threat occurred, closed it out after the standoff. What do you even do? What are you even doing? What is it you say you do around here? Besides, yes, besides censor Cat Turd 2 on, uh, on Twitter. Besides going after, you know, mom's M.A. or whatever on Twitter. Besides, you know, covering for Hunter Biden, maybe, who maybe he's your asset. Maybe he's an asset. Maybe you're using him to work the Chinese commies or something. Maybe that's why you guys have been playing this like you've been playing it. But it doesn't look like that's the reason you're playing it. It looks like you're doing it in order to run cover for Joe Biden and his, his uh, family business, which doesn't actually do anything. Did you notice that? They don't produce anything. They don't provide any real services for any reason. What, what exactly are you doing there? This guy, this shooter, had two hearings following up. And he said he was attending therapy. He was on his medication. And the judge said, you know, hang in there with the meds. The case had been headed towards a plea agreement Early this year, but it then fell apart after family members stopped cooperating and prosecutors failed to successfully serve a subpoena to have his 69-year-old grandma testify because she was bedridden in Florida. So everybody just quit cooperating. But the FBI knew that he was on their radar. They are always on the FBI's radar. Why is that the case? Here's some people that aren't on anybody's radar, right? These leftist eco-terrorist types, which I'm sure they were not the ones who shot at the the power substation in Moore County. I'm totally sure it was an eco-terrorist, even though they've been kind of doing stuff like this in other places, most notably recently and and close by Georgia. Speaking of Christmas trees, Zelensky looks like one. He's wearing all green. Dude didn't even put on a collared shirt to meet the president of the United States. I mean, seriously, he's like a he's like a character out of a video game. 
Like, he doesn't change outfits, you know? It's like, this is the this was the artwork for the video game. And so that's, like, that's the character. No matter where you take that character, no matter where you see him, he's always dressed the same, even though, like, wow, you're wearing shorts, and now we're out in a blizzard. That's really weird. How come you didn't put, you, put another outfit on? Well, that's the only outfit he's allowed to wear, because he's, like, an NPC. He's a character or whatever in the video game. It, really? Like, come on, man. You're telling me on the entire flight over from Ukraine to America... Nobody could get you a suit. Nobody could get you a shirt. I mean, I'm not even asking for a tie, okay? I'm not an animal. I'm not asking him for a tie. I'm just saying, look, you're sitting in the in the room with the fire and the, the president on the chair next to you and all, and he's, he's wearing the... I don't think I've ever actually seen the fire burning before. Biden's probably cold. It happens when you get up there like that in, those, in the years, you know? You just, you're cold all the time. Anyway... He's sitting there right next to the president. They got the fire burning, which looks like it's actually stained. Is that just me? Does it look like it has stained? There's like soot burn on the, right, on the top of the fireplace there. That's what that looks like. But he's sitting there wearing a long sleeve, you know, military green. I don't even think he's been in the military, has he? I'm not sure. Oh, he's giving Biden something. He's giving him something. I think it's a tooth. It's a, yo, it's like a tooth grooming kit. No, no, they're clippers. It's for the beard. I should put on my glasses. I can't see. I think they look they look like hair uh, hair trimmers. Oh, and then there's a folder. I think there was a check for like ten million dollars in there. It's made out to the big uh, to the big guy. I really should put on my glasses. I can't I can't make out any of it. <laughs> and I don't care to. I don't care to. All right, let me go over here. This is from Mary Chastain at Legal Insurrection. Authorities arrested five left-wing activists in Georgia for domestic terrorism on the site of a future first responders training center. (gasps) Impossible. I've been reliably assured that all of the violence like this is from the right-wingers, the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, militia types and such. These activists belong to a group dubbed Defend the Atlanta Forest. Defend the Atlanta Forest. Which I think is their WNBA team, the Atlanta Forest. That's so they have been in the area for months trying to stop what they call Cop City. They call it Cop City. Even though it's for firefighters and EMT as well, but the police are there, and so the whole thing has to go. It's all Cop City. They, uh, the members that were arrested, according to Andy No and the Daily Mail, uh, they have been uh, identified as Antifa or Antifa linked, which again, impossible. Antifa's just an idea. It's just an idea. Francis Carroll, twenty-two-year-old from Maine. Nicholas Olson, twenty-five-year-old from Nebraska. Serena Hertel, a twenty-five-year-old from California. Leonardo Viasel, 20, from Macon, Georgia, and Arion Robinson, 22, from Wisconsin. The Guardian actually featured Serena Hertel, who was charged with criminal trespassing, dom- uh, trespassing, domestic terrorism, aggravated assault, obstruction, and inciting a riot. The Guardian featured her in a story about This autonomous zone. That's what they were calling it. Uh, It's like a 
Cop City Atlanta or Atlanta Cop City Autonomous Zone. What would that be? Atlanta Cop City Autonomous Zone. So ACAS. It's an ACAS. But what's interesting about this story in The Guardian is that it was actually sponsored by a third party, which happens. Have you ever seen this? It's like there it's a it's propaganda. It's it's somebody who writes a story, some institution, a think tank or whatever. They write a story, they want it published, newspaper won't publish it under a, you know, legitimate news heading, and so they buy the space. It's sponsored. So it was sponsored at the Guardian. You know who it was sponsored by? The Open Society Foundation. Does that name ring a bell? Do you know who that is? Yeah, of course you do. The Open uh, Open Society Foundation has a chairman named George Soros. Sorry, does that make me anti-Semitic? I just said his name. Is that what does it? Or I'm not sure what the rules are on that. These maniacs at the ACAZ, they chased some guy. Some guy, I watched this interview. I don't, I'm not going to play the audio, but I watched the interview. He told a local TV station that he saw some trash, and uh, that's kind of his jam. And he's like, I was checking to see if there's some stuff in there that I could pick up and, you know, maybe sell or use or whatever. So he takes his little pickup truck, and it's an old beater. You know, it's an old beat-up truck. He drives it over there, and he's like, oh, let me check, uh, check this stuff out. And these maniacs chase him. They chase him. They throw things at him, including what he described as a gas bomb. The gas bomb hit his truck. He had to get out of the truck and run away on foot. His truck got torched by these people. And he said, it seemed like they didn't care if I was in the truck or not. Some of the criminal activities they are charged with or, or that have occurred at the site of this, you know, a CAS or the cop city include carjacking, crimes against persons, various types, destruction of property, arson, attacks against public safety officials. Several people threw rocks at police cars and attacked EMTs outside the neighboring fire stations with rocks and bottles. They're they're attacking EMT. They're attacking medic. They're attacking firefighters. Task force members, like, by the way, I talk a lot about... um, Government spending, and when uh, you know mission creep, governments start looking into uh, uh, look to do more things than they are uh, really should be uh, focusing on. Right, core services. Right, local government should be doing core services. These are your core services: police, fire, medic. These are the these are core services. These are the only reason, really, why people band together and give up some of their liberties in exchange for some security, right? That's the trade-off. Yes, I will live under under these rules in order to have a civil society, but the trade-off is that you provide, the government provides the protection. Fire, medic, police, core services. And these Antifa maniacs are attacking those core services which are the fundamental pillars of any civilized society. Tell me who are the fascists. Oh, oh, I get it. 
the medic that shows up to save your life and and administer the Narcan shot to you? They're, they're the fascist? Is that the deal? They're the Nazis? Because they showed up in an ambulance and are trying to save your life from your OD? They're the, they're the maniacs. They're the fascists. They're the authoritarians. They're part of the system that you need to burn down. These, these idiots are living in tree houses. These are like the people who glue themselves to various things and then expect somebody to come along and free them. They're like the people that put their hands into concrete. And so they're like, oh, now I'm protesting and you can't move me. Okay. Bye. Like, that's my approach. Oh, look at you. You built a treehouse on property that you don't own. Okay. We're coming through with bulldozers. You might want to get out of the way. Okay. You don't want to get out of the way? All right. I know that's, it's easy to say, it's easy to say, but that's the point is to, is to provoke. And then they get to cry the tears. You all saw the videos of the, the, the crazy uh, protester screaming in a cop's face and she's got a balloon and she's bashing it against his, his uh, riot mask. And then he pops the balloon and she just immediately crumbles to the ground, wailing and crying as if she has been assaulted. Right. That's, that's the point. That's the tactic. You provoke, you antagonize, and then when there is a response, you use that to fundraise and to uh, and to get uh, your aggressor, whoever it was that responded to you, to get that, quote, aggressor punished and then to effect changes that you saw to the first place. Quest. Is that Stetzer? Setzer? Setzer? Seltzer? Setzer. All righty. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, reminder, I'm not going to be here on Friday. I know I said earlier I'm going to be here all week, but apparently I'm not going to be here all week, so don't try the veal. Chad Adams is going to be in on Friday. I will be here tomorrow. We'll be here tomorrow, and then I'm going to be off Friday. And then the uh, whole next week after that. But let's not talk about what's coming up next week. Let's talk about what's happening now in Washington, D.C. After years of neglect, it seems federal and city officials are finally removing the homeless encampments littered across the city. Earlier this year, homeless people were cleared from areas outside of Union Station. Well, I mean, that was because Joe Biden was coming to make an address to the nation from the train hall and bus depot. And so, I mean, you can't have all these homeless people around you while you're making a speech about how awesome everything is. So they had to clear them out. Um, within the past month, the National Park Service has also cleared encampments from Scott Circle. Oh, I have an idea. Hey, you know, with all of the the Cliffmas going on, Merry Cliffmas, the, uh, you know, got to spend the money or the government shuts down and all that. If the government shuts down, if they can't get the Cliffmas deal done then um, maybe they just close down these these parks and then the encampments can't be there. That's how that works, right? 
much like they, they remember they put the barriers uh, across the uh, uh, old faithful so people couldn't walk next to it. Remember that <laughs> they put like the like the tape or whatever, and like red or uh, uh, the yellow the yellow caution tape or uh, or maybe they they had like one of the like the the wood on the sawhorse looking barrier thing like do not approach old faithful. This is shut down, people. And then Old Faithful goes off behind him. Like, ooh, wow. Avert your eyes. You are not allowed to look at Old Faithful. Maybe we do that with the uh, with the with uh, these encampments. If the government shuts down. That's just if the government shuts down. The removals are part of a longer-term plan by the National Park Service. The NPS will be enforcing its no-camping regulation across the nation's capital with the goal of having all encampments on national park land cleared by the end of 2023. What was that? What? 2023. So they're giving themselves a full year. Removals will be done in coordination with D.C. social services so that the homeless people who are displaced can access drugs. I'm sorry, drug and mental health treatments. That's what that's. uh, Yeah, they can get treatments as well as temporary and long term housing. That's why it's going to take a year. I guess they're going to build all of the necessary housing. By next December. Okay, we'll see. The National Park Service confirmed to the spectator. That's the spectator.com. In an email Monday that the park was closed after, quote, numerous reports of criminality and violence stemming from the homeless community at Fort Reno Park. Which is weird because all of the advocates, they were all like, oh, no, no, they clean up after themselves and they're policing themselves. It's almost like a chance job. It's a it's an autonomous zone, if you will. And then uh, Park Service is like, yeah, no, it's actually really nasty. There's people pooping and peeing everywhere, and they're attacking each other, and they're attacking uh, passersby and such. So, no, you're out. Now, I have an idea, though, because I came across, well, you know me. I'm all about solutions. I came across a story um, at interestingengineering.com by a writer with a really long name, Rupendra Rahambat, Brahambat, Brahambat. Anyway, the headline is we can now 3D print as much wood as we want without cutting a single tree. So I read this story. It's a story. Okay, so a study published in the journal Materials Today, which is on my bedside nightstand. Um, it shed light on the world's first 3D printed lab-grown wood. They created customizable wood in the lab from the cells of a flowering plant known as Zinnia elegans. They claimed their novel approach allowed them to bioprint wooden pieces of any shape and size. So if you need a wooden table, you can directly produce a wooden table from the cells. So my first question was, why have we been dealing with all of the cloning of animals and stuff? This is like a way more practical use. You could have gotten so many people on board with this garbage had or this great scientific advancement had you not started with the pink slime stuff. Had you not tried to sell me on the Impossible Whopper, maybe... I shouldn't pick on the Impossible Whopper. It's vegan. It's lab-grown. What is it? The Believer Meats or whatever those things are, right? Rather than trying to convince me to eat that stuff... Grow me a table, a chair. And then I read the story about the homeless encampments. And then I thought, why stop at tables? How about whole houses? 
Let's grow a house in a land. Let's grow tents. We can grow shanties. Whatever you prefer. The possibilities are endless here. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone. 